Hi, you're listening to The Advantage Podcast with me, John Kenworthy. Hey there, and welcome to this week's podcast. You're listening to Dr. John Kenworthy. And this week we're talking about unfailure, how to be sure of your future success. I know, unfailure isn't a word, so I've made it up because I think it best describes what I'm trying to explain here. See, we're all aware that there are no shortcuts to success. Yet, have you noticed that success seems to come more easily to some people? Not so easily for you. It's okay, you're not alone. In fact, everyone sees it this way. Even that eejit in your class at school, you know, the one who had the big house with the wealthy parents, got given a swanky BMW for their 18th birthday. Yes, even they look at others and believe that success came more easily to them. And do you know what? They probably even look at you and say how lucky you are to have been so easily successful. Me, you say? Yes, you, because you are successful in so many ways. Perhaps not yet in the specific way you think you would like, but you have a remarkable number of successes under your belt already. And do you know how you achieved those successes? You failed. Yep, you heard me right, you failed. Sometimes you failed miserably. Other times you just sort of failed. But you failed nonetheless. And from that failure you learned to succeed. So this week I'm I'm sharing with you some insights on failure and why it carries such a stigma. Then we'll look at the positive role of failure. And lastly, learn how to embrace failure or something I'm calling unfailure. So why does failure carry such a stigma? Well, does anyone like to fail? You, Kenworthy, are a failure. Ooh, that hurt. Harsh words. Does anything hurt so much? What's that one single word? It's that you. The inflection on it. The accusation behind it. It's not a simple second person pronoun. It's pain. It is the demon inside. It is the flesh. The self-condemnation. The self-talk. It screams at me. The word taunts me. It puts the pressure on. It makes my neck hairs rise up in defence. And my fists clench, ready to fight back. I know I'm already guilty as soon as someone shouts, You! Even when I'm not, I immediately look. Knowing that it's a call for me, I am found out. I am the target of the call. My ego demands it. It just has to be about me, for I am the most important person in the vicinity. So it's about stroking my ego, because my ego demands attention. Oh, and a bit of a stroke. See, failing is tough. As kids, we quickly learn the real pain of failure. We attempt to stand and fall. 
we learn to avoid failure because to fall is pain. As we grow and attend school, we learn to pass is good and to fail is now bad. When we go to work, we learn that failure is not an option and we dread the daily stress of avoiding failure. Before long, our days are filled with the avoidance of failure. We lose the beauty of failing. We learn less because learning and failure walk hand in hand. Our ego won't allow us to fail for failure is bad. But failure was also my very best friend. Your most profound learning in life comes from failing. You walk because you failed many times to do so. You make sense from a complex series of sounds after just 18 months since you first heard anything. By three years old, you are the world's best negotiator using failures to enhance your skills and techniques. Every time you fail to get candy from mummy, you learn a new way to approach the situation. In just those three years, you have learned how to move and achieve specific objectives that you want. You can communicate with grumpy old people and easily get them to smile and hand over the candy. And then someone begins to take away the failure option. Each test and question asked is a challenge to pass rather than fail. Passing is rewarded and failure is frowned upon. So as we grow older and more mature, failure becomes bad company. When I attended my first school, I had a teacher there named Miss Hill. She smiled kindly as I entered this forbidding room. I cried as my mother disappeared from view, possibly for the first time in my life, because I'd obviously embraced failure too hard for now. I had failed to keep my mother with me. But the kind Miss Hill told me to stop snivelling and that big boys don't cry. I very quickly learnt that failure was wrong and passing was the only thing that mattered. And my learning slowed. I was scared to try something out in case I failed because failure was punished. I took my time. I wanted to be sure I had passed before I dared to respond. And instead of avoiding failure, we should embrace it as a necessary and superior learning point. Instead of passing, we want to fail fast and fail often. Because when failure was encouraged, we learnt the most and learnt most easily. We discovered quick solutions to seemingly impossible problems. We accepted failure for what it is, a necessary part of learning. The more we fail, the closer we get to unfailing. When we encourage ourselves to fail, we will unfail faster. The more we encourage ourselves to fail, the more often we will unfail. 
That shouldn't encourage anyone to take unnecessary risks. After all, we unfailed to know the consequences of gravity ignored as a baby. We unfailed to know that fire hurts before our fourth birthday. We don't want to pass. We want to fail fast and fail often. Then we'll unfail faster and more. It's become trite to reframe failure as a learning opportunity. Whether we dismiss such ideas from a personal perspective or an organisational perspective. See, the issue with failure is not really about the failing itself. It's about fault and who is to blame. The reality in organisations is that less than 5% of failures are truly blameworthy. Yet 80% of them are treated as blameworthy. Professor Amy Edmondson from uh, Harvard published a, a lovely series of articles on strategies for learning from failure, which is where we get those numbers from, where 5% of failures are truly blameworthy, and looks at ways in which organisations can choose to unfail. But it's ridiculous, and you know it, that people blame people for failing. It doesn't help us. So let's embrace failure. Not the fault, but failing. So you too have someone like Miss Hill in your early schooling. The teacher who began to encourage you to accept fault rather than learning from those many experiences. And it comes down to choosing whether or not we're going to agree with this, that we're simply not good enough, that we don't understand, we don't know enough. Well, we can learn, and we learn through unfailing. This week, encourage someone in your workplace or your home life to embrace unfailing. And if you want some ideas on how to go about this systematically, Dr. Guy Winch wrote a piece on the four keys to learning from failure. He wrote it for the Huffington Post back in 2013. You can search for it or go to the show notes and you'll find that the link is there. It's a great place for you to start. Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this. And remember, the idea is to unfail. We learn best from failing. So rather than pass, let's look at ways we can unfail in the future so that we can learn more and learn faster. Drop me a note directly through email. If you're responding to the newsletter you can reply to the email i'd love to hear from you to to know what you think of these podcasts what you're thinking of the articles so that i can look at ways in which i can add some more value to you so remember this week's action encourage someone in your workplace or your home life to embrace unfailing bye for now You've been listening to the Advantage Podcast with me, John Cameron. To find out more, visit us at selsin.com.